We, yes, and he is he is still meeting, so it will not leave without him. We have been assured of that. Um, That's Jen Psaki. Okay, uh, there um, she is, the, uh, the uh, press secretary uh, for President Biden. But uh, fronting uh, the majority of the uh, news conference uh, there was uh, Jake Sullivan. Had some uh, rather harsh words and uh, certainly uh, fears uh, of the Americans that uh, Russia is about uh, to launch an invasion of Ukraine. Let's uh, join our Washington correspondent, Simon Marks. And that's really it. It's a matter what Jake Sullivan seemed to be saying, Simon, of uh, when rather than if. And there had been speculation they might wait uh, till the end of the Winter Olympics on the 20th. But Jake Sullivan uh, really stressing that it could happen any time. Uh, yes, absolutely, Nick. I mean, that is about as dramatic a 30-minute briefing from the White House podium as we've seen uh, for many years. The National Security Advisor coming uh, into the room to tell reporters essentially that the United States now believes that the likelihood of a Russian invasion of Ukraine that would begin with an aerial bombardment of the country, cyber warfare, uh, and then give way to a substantial ground offensive that could even aim to topple the government in the Ukrainian capital, Kiev, uh, is a growing possibility. He did push back uh, at reports from one US television network claiming that President Biden has told NATO allies, including, of course, the UK, that he believes President Biden has now made, a, uh, President Putin has now made a decision to go ahead with an invasion. Uh, he said, we don't believe that Putin has made any final decision. And when he was pushed on it based on that network reporting, here. Uh, he said, we have communicated to our allies our latest intelligence and it does not include a statement that Vladimir Putin has definitively given an order to pursue an invasion. But it was absolutely clear uh, that they are gearing up for that eventuality as President Biden prepares uh, to leave the White House momentarily to head uh, to Camp David where he will spend the weekend, no doubt, uh, talking on a continuing basis with his national security uh, advisers and uh, America's allies and partners in Europe and in other parts of the world, uh, Jake Sullivan issued essentially a plea, in a way, to Vladimir Putin at one point there, saying, if Russia proceeds with an invasion, its long-term power and influence will be diminished, not enhanced. But he said if Russia does seek a diplomatic outcome, the time to say so and the time to pursue one is now. The West, he claimed, is more united than it has been for for years, the NATO alliance more dynamic than at any time in recent memory. He said that the United States is continuing to reduce its embassy footprint in Kiev and he gave an absolutely clarion warning to American citizens in Ukraine, of whom we believe there are some 6,000 or so scattered throughout the country. Any American in Ukraine, he said, should leave as soon as possible and in any event in the next 24 to 48 hours, which gives you a sense of how rapidly they think an invasion could theoretically begin. We don't know exactly what is going to happen, said Jake Sullivan, but the risk is now high enough and the threat immediate enough that this uh, American citizen's leaving of their own uh, volition is what prudence demands. And he made it absolutely clear, as President Biden did uh, in that interview uh, with NBC yesterday, that there's no prospect, those were his words, no prospect of any kind of US military operation being launched by the President of the United States to help any American citizens who get stuck 
behind Russian lines and then decide that they want to get out of Ukraine and escape a marauding Russian army. The president, he said, will not be putting the lives of our men and women in uniform at risk to evacuate any Americans who choose to stay and don't leave Ukraine now. And, of course, we've heard the British government in the last couple of hours uh, warning British citizens to leave as rapidly as possible, as have several other European governments issued those kind of warnings to their citizens. So he wouldn't be drawn on the intelligence that they have seen, uh, but he did, in describing the kind of the stages uh, of an invasion, aerial bombardment, cyber warfare, substantial ground offensive, indicate that they've definitely seen some kind of battle plan uh, and are very conscious of the fact that it may be unleashed by Vladimir Putin uh, on Ukraine before the end of the Winter Olympics. Remember the Deputy uh, Secretary of State, Wendy Sherman, said just before the Olympics began that the United States government believed that there wouldn't be an invasion ordered by Vladimir Putin while the Olympics were underway. And you say, well, why on earth does the Olympics matter in all of this? And the answer, of course, is the nature of the relationship uh, between President Vladimir Putin and President Xi Jinping of China, who, of course, met in Beijing for the opening ceremonies and a summit meeting on the fringes of the opening ceremonies of the Winter Olympics and then declared that there were no limits to what their alliance together could achieve on the world stage. I think there will be all sorts of questions about whether, in any sense, Vladimir Putin provided a detailed preview of his plans towards Ukraine uh, for the Chinese leader. But certainly now they seem to think here that an invasion could begin before the Winter Olympics uh, come to an end and by giving Americans essentially 48 hours to get out of Kiev. Uh, that, I think, is providing us all with a sense of where they see this timeline heading. Jake Sullivan saying uh, that the uh, Russians have now amassed sufficient forces on the border with Ukraine and, of course, in neighbouring Belarus, where uh, Russian and Belarusian forces have been engaged in joint military exercises this week to begin an invasion of Ukraine that he indicated could possibly topple the government of President Volodymyr Zelensky uh, in the Ukrainian capital. So uh, dramatic stuff, and there's going to be a lot more of it in the hours and days ahead as all of this reverberates through European capitals, and we wait to see what kind of response that presentation from the National Security Advisor uh, evinces from Russian President Vladimir Putin, Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov and the other senior figures in Moscow. And Simon, a real toughening of language all around today, as you mentioned there, Boris Johnson in this meeting earlier told the NATO allies he feared for the security of Europe in the current circumstances. And, and interesting, I thought that Jake Sullivan was asked, you know, where would Russia invade? Where would it go in? He said it wasn't clear, but certainly he didn't rule out there could be, in his words, a rapid assault on the, the capital of Ukraine. Yeah, I mean, well, they've said for days here, and, and you know, they're right, because it's sort of blindingly obvious when you look at the numbers of troops that Vladimir Putin has amassed already, uh, that there is no question that the Russians have the military power if they choose to exercise it, uh, at least to seize control of eastern Ukraine, and almost certainly, if they really wanted to go all the way, to take control of the whole country, which is, of course, the nightmare scenario uh, for Ukraine, Ukrainians and the Ukrainian government, but also a nightmare 
nightmare scenario for the rest of Europe because the refugee crisis that this will prompt, never mind American citizens and British citizens in Ukraine who may be making plans this weekend to leave, there will be Ukrainian families all over the country uh, making similar plans to get out uh, in any way that they can uh, on the basis that many of them will not want to find themselves once again uh, under Moscow's yoke. I had the opportunity many years ago uh, to do a, uh, a television reporting trip to Ukraine and travelled the length and breadth of the country from Lviv in the west all the way over to Donetsk in the east. And when you visit cities like Lviv in western Ukraine, I mean, it's like walking down the boulevards of Paris. These are not just western-style cities, but quite literally western-facing cities that want to be part uh, of NATO and the European Union and want to enjoy uh, the freedoms that uh, developed countries uh, across the European Union enjoy. But then you head over to eastern uh, Ukraine, to the Donbass region, uh, to cities like uh, Donetsk, um, and you find the coal mining territories there uh, where people are not only loyal uh, in large measure to Moscow, but there are, of course, also extensive Russian-speaking ethnic Russian populations. So the easy bit, if you like, of any Russian invasion is eastern Ukraine. You could slice that off pretty much as easily as they managed to seize control of Crimea back in 2014. The further west you go, the harder it's going to get in terms of pushback from the Ukrainian people, but also the more bloody it's going to get in terms of the kind of conflict and fight uh, that the Ukrainian army and Ukrainian citizens who have been training, and there have been volunteer brigades of uh, citizen fighters that have been training over the last few weeks, the more intense of a battle they're going to put up as Russian forces uh, advance. But that is clearly the kind of outlook that the Biden administration is now uh, bracing for. And again from the podium, Jake Sullivan being categoric. There are no plans at all to put American military troops on the ground in Ukraine in any way to defend the government of President Volodymyr Zelensky. They've sent him more lethal aid over the course of the last few weeks. Uh, those are American military supplies that have arrived, including Javelin anti-tank uh, missiles just within the last couple of weeks. That's what he's got to play with. He's not getting any American troops, certainly uh, from Jake Sullivan's presentation and President Biden's comments uh, this week. No indication that there's any plan plan to offer him concrete assistance from American troops. When he talks about uh, power and influence the, in Russia will be diminished in uh, the case of any invasion, how is, he, how is that going to come about? Well, he's talking, first of all, about these swift and severe sanctions that the United States and its Western allies in Europe, uh, he insisted, were united uh, about imposing. Uh, but he also said that the relationship uh, that Vladimir Putin enjoys with the Russian President Xi Jinping uh, would be diminished by an invasion because he argues that the sanctions that get imposed will be so punishing that they won't just hurt the Russian economy, they'll actually hurt European economies and the Chinese economy uh, as well. Now, there is scepticism here about just how punishing that sanctions regime is going to prove to be. We had Olaf Scholz, the German Chancellor here uh, on Monday, uh, being roasted uh, by uh, the Biden administration uh, over Ukraine and over 
for his hesitation and his government's hesitation to get behind some of the more punishing aspects of these sanctions, including uh, threats by the Biden administration to make sure that the Nord Stream 2 gas pipeline that's due to convey Russian gas supplies uh, to German households and European households, the Biden administration say they're going to make sure it never, ever uh, gets switched on or put into uh, place. Uh, the Germans don't like that very much, and the German Chancellor himself on Monday couldn't even bring himself to articulate the phrase Nord Stream 2 as he attempted to tell uh, reporters at the White House that the United States and Germany were absolutely determined to be united in any response towards uh, this uh, the, a Russian invasion. Uh, so the Russians are aware that there are splits in the alliance over uh, the strength of any sanctions that Joe Biden may seek to implement and also the Russian economy and the Russian Treasury are in a much stronger position now than they were back in 2014 when Barack Obama imposed sanctions after the annexation of Crimea uh, that at the time we were told were going to be punishing sanctions. Well, President Putin seven years later appears pretty much to have shrugged them off. So, you know, there's a bit of a game of chicken taking place here, both uh, in terms of threats of sanctions and also in terms of uh, the suggestion that Russia is going to invade. The Russians in court, of course, have uh, insisted as recently as today in the conversation between the um, uh, the Russian Defence Minister and Ben Wallace that there are no plans to invade. But it's absolutely apparent that in Western capitals, that simply is no longer believed. And just one final question. Weeks ago and for the last few days and weeks, we have been saying or people have been saying the participants here, that there is a window, a real window for diplomacy. It looks perhaps tonight that is uh, fast running out. Well, I think you could argue that the Biden administration didn't even really think that the window was that open earlier in the week. They were very lukewarm uh, throughout the week, particularly about the efforts of French President Emmanuel Macron uh, to try and defuse the crisis. Of course, remember, the French president met with Vladimir Putin in Moscow on Monday, I think it was, and then went on to Kiev on Tuesday to see Volodymyr Zelensky claiming that he had secured some pledge from Vladimir Putin uh, not to engage in future uh, military aggression towards Ukraine or any further build-up of forces. But by the time he landed in the Ukrainian capital, uh, the uh, Kremlin's press secretary, Dmitry Peskov, was saying that the Russians didn't know what uh, the French were talking about, that no assurances of that kind had been made. So the Biden administration all week long here has been sceptical about whether diplomacy was truly uh, getting anywhere and have said, look, we're not not interested in reading about reports of what the Russians may have told the French. What we want to see is de-escalation. And Jake Sullivan said at that White House podium here this afternoon, all they are currently seeing is escalation. Simon, great to get your insight. As always, many thanks indeed. Our Washington correspondent, Simon Marks. We will hear a little of what Jake Sullivan had to say in a few minutes for you. That's our top story tonight. Jake Sullivan signs of Russian escalation, fresh troops... Uh, warning that uh, Russia would see its power and influence uh, diminished by any invasion and telling the last Americans uh, to get out of uh, Ukraine. That, in fact, is echoed by uh, the Foreign Office here uh, saying that British nationals uh, should leave uh, the country.